Hi, I'm Max Damaris, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner. And here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to underage drinking and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Max Damaris, and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are beaut tough. Today's podcast is presented by Lescovar Honda of Butte. Before we get the show started, I want to tell you a little bit about my Lescovar experience. Not that long ago, my wife and I were in the market for a safe and reliable Honda so we can have some peace of mind as our daughter goes out of town for college. We shopped around and shopped online, but we found nothing but cars with high mileage, high stickers, and no warranty at all. I thought Lescovars would be a little bit too expensive, but we stopped there anyway. To my surprise, we found a 2018 Honda Civic right away. The car had low miles and a reasonable sticker price. We talked to Mike Beckman and I asked, Hey, by chance, is there any kind of warranty on this car at all? I expected him to say, get out of here. Instead, he said, yeah, of course. 20 years, 200,000 miles. And I said, what? Get out of here. For a used car? Absolutely. A little later that afternoon, our daughter drove home with her new car and my wife and I have had peace of mind ever since. As we drove away, we looked at each other and said, why would we go anywhere else? The answer is, we won't. We're less of our customers for life. Lescovar Honda is now a proud sponsor of the Buttecast and the Athletes of the Week. Lescovar Honda, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world, Butte America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Woo-hoo! Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. Proud to be from Butte, America, USA. I wish everyone could have as good a friend as today's podcast guest has been to me. His name is Greg Leeds, but we all call him Peach. I'm not really sure why. We called him that in Little League, and we still call him that today. In 1986, we were 12 years old playing for the Arctic Circle team in the Northwest Little League. During the day of our city tournament game at Mile High, I was in Bozeman with my family. My brother was playing in a golf tournament. I brought my uniform with me, and we rushed back into town just in time for the game. I thought I was ready when our car rolled into the parking lot, just in time for me to warm up with my teammates. But as I settled into the dugout, Peach looked at me and said, Goo! Like when Billy Madison noticed his friend just peed his pants. While I was wearing our yellow and white uniforms that resembled the Bad News Bears, I was wearing my maroon Vuvilla hat. So, I played third base that day with a hat with the name Peach written over the front. Peach was our catcher, and he offered me his hat, saving the day. Years later, Peach read my column in the paper and saw that I was running the 2009 New York City Marathon for Mariah's Challenge. I got a text even before I woke up that morning. Peach wanted my address. He was sending me a check for $200. He was literally the first person to donate to my cause. Normally, I record these intros to podcasts after the conversation has taken place. For the first time today, though, I am recording it beforehand. I text with Peach all the time, but I rarely get to see him now that he is a big-shot Montana Tech graduate who has lived in Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, and maybe even a few more places. He is in town to watch his alma mater beat the heck out of Carroll College to open the Frontier Conference football season, 
on the Bob Green Field. I'm on my way to Metal Sports Bar and Grill right now to meet with my old friend. I can't wait to see him. It's been way too long. Later this week, I'm going to catch up with another friend I haven't seen in a while, Butte High basketball legend Curtis Smith. Then this weekend, I will talk to Robert Leipheimer. I am looking forward to seeing both of those guys. First, though, here's my old pal and one of the best people I have ever known, Greg Leitz. Well, Peach, welcome back to Butte America. It's uh, been way too long. It has been a little while. I mean, I was here last year, but I don't think me and you actually saw each other since no. my mom died. Yeah, I think it has. That's been that's before COVID, right? Yeah, because COVID, we didn't come back, and you no. were you were in uh, at Lagoon. So when we went to Utah to watch the baseball team, yeah, when when that tournament last year, that's so, right. You yeah. went down and watched the miners play, didn't you? So, yeah, and I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure, I, and I wanted to thank you for coming to my mom's funeral. I, I oh. didn't. I didn't expect it, and I just saw you oh. there, and I was like, "Holy, sh- holy shit, Bill's here!" So, <laughs> well, we've been was, pals for about as long as I can remember. I would say what nine years old, maybe. Yeah. Well, I remember playing against you in T-ball mm. in 1982. I remember. Remember, we signed up for. Went to go sign up for Pee Wee because we played Pee Wee in 81. I played Pee Wee in 81. Yeah, we had the first year of Pee Wee, and then they reverted us back to T-Ball. Yeah. And I remember playing Pee Wee, and it was probably good for me because when I was playing oh, Pee Wee. It was good for me. <laughs> I remember people talking about me swinging at pitches over my head. Yeah. I mean, just battle axe trying Real to hit aggressive. This. Well, I was absolutely. Yeah. We're going to get into how stupidly aggressive I was. but. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we played that, and it was actually good for me because uh, – well, you see me try to hit a baseball. I just couldn't hit it, and uh, I could hit the tee, <laughs> the tee ball. We played. I played for you. Were, what were you on, KC? I can. I think you were in KC. I, the, the first team. I remember playing tee ball. I remember playing. I remember playing pee wee. But the first team I remember being on was Centerville up in Farm. Yeah. And I played my first year there, and right before. Yeah, because we were teammates then, weren't we? Yeah. Yes. Butch was our coach. Yep. Butch. And then... Uh, I can't remember his last name. I can't either. Yeah. But after... Right before... I think there was a tournament game or something that Arctic Circle was having. And uh, Mike Venner, Bubba's brother, yeah. um, went and uh, picked me up. Stud. He was a stud. Oh, absolutely. He taught me how to throw a curveball. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he picked me up for like a tournament... It was either a tournament game or a championship game. For Arctic Circle, um, my nine-year-old year, and then I ended up playing right field for three innings, but somehow didn't get to bat, and we really? lo- and we lost that game. So that was yeah. my first that was my first little league game, was was that one. Bubba was the I had the big catch against Bubba the next year when we were ten, because I was playing right field at the end of the game, which was silly that they put me in it towards the end of the game because I had to get my whatever amount of innings. Yeah, in, everybody know. everybody had to play back and my, then. And the only reason I was in majors is because my dad was coaching. So I'm out in right field, and a ball's hit to me, and I run up on it to catch it, and it lands over my head <laughs> and goes to the fence, you know, and it's probably a home run. Mm-hmm. And then, then they hit a ball to me again, I back up on it, and it lands in front of me. You know, so Bubba's up. The tying and go-ahead runs were on base. Two outs, last inning. Bubba hits up, just a moonshot to me. 
and I put my glove up in the air and I probably closed my eyes. <laughs> that son of a gun landed right in my mid. And I remember I ran past all my teammates were running out to me and I ran, I jumped in my dad's arm. <laughs> and Mike Parent made a commercial about it. I wrote a column years later. Mm -hmm. Mike Parent made a commercial using, uh, I think it was Connor Schulte played me. Somebody else, you know, he had the wrong dugout. That's hilarious. He had the wrong, he had the story. He, 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 it was it was inaccurate, but it was based on a true story. That that's funny because I I don't know if I remember that catch, but it reminds me a lot of the Sandlot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and well, there's a scene that's just like it in the movie. Uh, was it Parenthood when Steve Steve Martin's coaching his kid? Kid is just a little, yes. little spaz of a kid, I, you know. I, with I the, think so. Don't get me lying to yeah. you though, because if you're wrong, yeah, people are going to be like, "He's just agreed with them for no reason." Yeah, but there really, there's a scene that's just like it, except mm -hmm. for the, the dad starts, you know, Steve Martin's going crazy. Nice. In it, so it's pretty awesome. Right on. But we played, and that's what I talk about. I, I recorded the intro ahead of time. It's the first time I've ever did it before the interview. That's funny because you know I don't have anything interesting to say. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you ran out of talent after 123 people, so you're <laughs> letting me do this now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I tell the story. Remember when we were playing in, uh, we were 12, it was my last Little League game, I think. It would have been our last our game because yeah. we're the same age. You just ended up third yeah. grade with hearts. Yeah, third grade was really <laughs> City, it's a city tournament. My last baseball game. We, we're, I'm over in Bozeman with watching my brother playing a golf tournament, and I bring my uniform. I come back, get dropped off, barely get there in time. We're in the dugout, and I'm all ready to go. And you look at me, and notice that I was wearing my Vuvilla hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I played. For, I played third base with a hat that said Peach across it. Because but, you, were, you were like one of the only kids in the team with your name on the hat. Yep, yep. It was either, I think it was Peach number seven. Is that what it was? Yeah, my, my mom, I don't know what, what, <laughs> what, why, but like, I think it was because, you know, because we grew up so poor yeah. that my mom wanted to do the little special things that she could afford. Right. Like, like, you remember when we used to get those sweatshirts that we used to, that they used to cut down the center, those Russell sweatshirts, yeah. and then you'd get your name, put them on. Yeah. put on there and stuff like that. My mom used to love doing little shit like that for me yeah. all the time. Well, that was cool when you do that. You get sweatpants, you always put your name down the mm -hmm. leg, you know? Yep. I remember I got in trouble from Sister Berta one time because I think it said Foles down the, or Foley or something down my leg. And it was in, in maroon and Sister Berta thought it was purple. So oh, she, she chewed me out, you know, one of the oh, good-natured ribbings from Sister Roberta, but let's it still not scared talk me. about how many times I got in trouble from Sister Roberta. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I was... I honestly... Between her, Pomroy, Tom Pomroy, Brophy, and Mrs. Walczewski. Oh, Mrs. Walczewski. I don't know how many days of detention I got. Because Miss Bichels, remember Miss oh, Bichels? She was a tough We used to call her Mr. like Miss... Miss Bichels. Yeah. So <laughs> I used to... I, I honestly think um, I had so much detention because we used to get it for not doing homework. Yeah. If you didn't do homework, you got detention, and I'm a D student. I've been a D student my whole life. How I got yeah. to text, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> that's I right. don't know. That's right. It's a podcast. I can get away with that. Yeah. But probably one of my mom's friends are going to be listening. Now you're it's in gonna trouble. Be dropping, gonna Watch, be dropping. Gonna be dropping. Gonna be dropping f bombs. But so I remember uh, whenever whenever Mr. Pomeroy was the uh, was the leader of detention. If we went out and like washed his car or some <laughs> some something like that, we would we would get Forgot to a, that, yeah. yeah we would get to like a week detention. He would like somehow just throw it away or something yeah. like that. But yeah, um, I remember once. So I, I was a dumbass in all all of school. I mean, just basically yeah. a dipshit. Um, 
you know how we had those lockers and instead of actually having a real lock on my locker I put one of those uh, Garfield plastic locks on <laughs> thinking it was funny or some, yeah. some, something stupid and uh, Sister Roberta found a can of chew in my locker Oh, you didn't have it secured, and you had a correct. You yeah, it. yeah. I put, I that put wasn't it. a good move. It, it was dumb. I, I mean, I was an idiot when I was when yeah. I was in school. So, <laughs> so she finds this can of chew and ends up uh, calling my mom. And so she as was a, that worse as than a, Sister Roberta as or a, your mom? Or as Sister I'm Bert? chewing right now. Yeah. Oh, Sister Roberta didn't do anything. Yeah. She just called Cold, my just mom, and then she uh, then she duct taped it. And she says, I want you to bring this home to your mom after, after school. And I got a bunch of detention for that, so I bring it home to my mom. <laughs> and she ends up taking all the duct tape off, takes the lid off, puts a spoon down there, and says, eat it. No it's kidding. Brand, you- brand new full can of Copenhagen. I sat there and ate it. She, oh. had, a, she had a little tub next to me. I threw up everywhere, man. I imagine. Yeah, I got, I got in so much trouble at Central. Your yeah. mom did it. That's like the locking in the closet, making you smoke the whole pack. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and the funny thing is, and it didn't it cure did, your it kid. Didn't take deter- that. Yeah, I'm chewing right now. It didn't deter me from doing any of that. Have you chewed the whole time? Ever since Pretty then? much. Um, um, I should have quit. I did quit for like ten months after after my dad my dad uh, got diagnosed with cancer um, back in 2009, right before I met my wife, and uh, so I quit for about ten months to almost a year. And then me being the genius that I am, I was yeah. like, oh, I can have one, yeah. and I'll be fine. Then three days later, oh, I can have two, and I'll be fine. And the next thing you know, addiction's addiction, and you're yeah. back, you're back right That's a on tough that one horse. to kick. It, it really, really is, and, you know, it disappoints me that I, that I still do it. And honestly, I mean, uh, you know, even if you chew just a can a day, that's like... 40 bucks a week, 50 bucks a week, yeah. man. And it's just it's like, expensive. it's like, what could I be saving, man? All those years that I drank every night practically and, and chewed every night, I'm just like, man, I could be a rich man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have a yacht. All my bad habits, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, Pat Ryan told me he quit chewing for like 30 days one time and he dreamed about it every night. <laughs> and, and I don't, I think he may have quit for good i'm not sure or at least mostly quit and mm-hmm. that's how i was mountain dew i i quit mountain dew once for 14 months went to what to uh see bill burr was in concert in bozeman uh-huh. and i was working mornings in the radio Talk so about a funny saturday night front row tickets oh front, no you know, kidding it was so awesome and this is 2013 so i have we're driving home and i'm pretty tired so i said i better go get a coffee or something i'm like i don't like coffee i, I hate coffee so i just go grab a mountain dew mm-hmm. just one you know next thing you know i'm at the gas station getting the 40 ounce 44 ounce or the next day again and it just was right back on yeah, i was pretty surprised that they brought you water here i was I expecting uh, oh, i was expecting <laughs> you to have a mountain dew shit i'm on my like sixth diet coke now we woke up uh i stay at my friend uh matt chatron and heidi heidi finnicum i don't know yeah. if you know those guys but uh i stay at their house and uh I was just looking around, and I was just like, oh, no Diet Coke. And they have coffee, yeah. but I don't drink coffee. The only time I ever drank coffee and smoked yeah. was when I was, in the, when I was in the Navy, and you got coffee breaks and cigarette breaks. Yeah. Other than that, you didn't get breaks, so those are the only times I ever did. But, yeah, so... Uh, hey, you want to drink coffee then, right? Right. So I went over to um, 
Thriftway Super Stops because they support you. I was like, you know, <laughs> screw that town pump shit. So I went to, I went to Thriftway and uh, got myself a Diet Coke, got my wife a uh, something to drink, and then we went up to the M&M to support them. Hopefully, uh, you know, that... That's a nice uh, place, isn't it? It's great. It's, it's not. It's got the old M&M feel to mm -hmm. it. You know, it's it's nice, not too nice, but it's it's really nice. Yeah, and you look, you know, they got the they got the grills there and everything. There, but you got it's it. nice, but it's not nice. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but it's 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 not. I mean, it's never going to be the it's original. It's really it's right? a good, it, yeah. Well, it, it hasn't really been the original since Charlie closed the doors, right? That's true. You know, that, and it was that's open true. I mean, I even remember back in my real party heydays going there for going there for St. Patty's Day after they closed, and I was just like, you know, it's not the same feel. When you know you were just wall-to-wall -wall people and you couldn't even move yeah. in there. It, it, I mean, I mean, even for sports betting and stuff like that, it would always be really full in that back, that back room. Yeah. When we were kids, I just thought you weren't supposed to go back there. Yeah, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> and, if you, and if you got to go back there, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to be quiet because I don't want anybody kicking me out of this yeah. place. Congratulations to this week's Lescavar Honda Athletes of the Week: Butte High's Nolan Casey and Britton Stewart. The accolades come after the Bulldogs opened the football and volleyball seasons over the weekend. Casey, a 6-foot, 195-pound senior linebacker, takes home the boys' honor after his stellar performance helped the Bulldogs come from behind to beat Billings West 21-17 Friday at Dallas Stadium in Billings. In the victory, Casey registered six tackles, including two tackles for a loss. He also picked up a sack for the Bulldogs. Stewart, a 5'8 junior, receives the girls' honor after a strong performance to lead the Bulldog volleyball team, which opened the season with matches at Billings West and Billings Senior on Saturday. She registered 10 kills with a .35 hitting percentage. She served an ace, collected 14 digs, and recorded two blocks. Congratulations, Nolan and Britton, and thank you, Lescavar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here at Lescavar Honda. We just received a new shipment of cars, trucks, and SUVs, and we have them priced to move. Our new vehicles come with a 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty and two years or 24,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. Most of our pre-owned vehicles come with the same 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty with most makes and models on our lot. And, of course, all prices are clearly marked. Stop on down and see us, Lescavar Honda. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandas, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. Casa Grandas can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. 
visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. Yeah, I always loved the M&M. Of course, you know, the old saying, you could be sitting next to a a lawyer or a judge on one side of you, and the other side is a guy who's living on the streets. Right. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, they had that back alley entrance yeah. to where, I mean, who knows who's going to walk through that thing. I mean, yeah. there's there's so much uh, in Uptown Butte, especially back then. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't as fixed up as it is now. It wasn't as nice. Yeah. When you could drink pretty much 24 hours a day there, too, oh. if you knew they were bartenders. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> I mean, they were still there to serve to serve pop for the I, people eating. Yeah. I even think after the doors closed, I was, and, and then they reopened, I think uh, you'd go have a garbage omelet, and then you'd just flip right back around and go walk over to the next bar after, yeah. and, and have a couple beers. Yeah, because there's many a nights we're there for 5, 6 in the morning. Yeah, that and the voo, I just, I remember... When they had those uh, uh, short little windows at the VOO, yeah, we used to put after after we'd close it, bartending and stuff like that, and bouncing, we would just put the little um, blankets up on the nails. Nobody could see in. We'd turn off the lights, and yeah. you know it'd be very down, and we'd just sit there. Sometimes, shit, the guy who was swamping would come in at like eight in the morning yeah. to clean, and we're. It was mostly me, Schwartzy, Zuani, Chapman, uh, and a couple others. We would just, I hope I'm not getting anybody in trouble. No. But, Is but, there anybody funnier than, than Jared Chapman? You know, I, Jared, I haven't talked to him in so long. Like, out of that, out of that whole group, the only person who I really keep, keep in touch with is Zuani. Yeah. I text him every one, once in a while. His, uh, his daughter's going to Bozeman now dropped her off at msu but uh chapman is even i mean even even post-college when we were all just hanging out down in down in suwani's house in houston that that guy could make you laugh at any point so in time. quick yeah the funniest thing i he said one night tom was in a bad mood tommy southwick was closing early weird yeah and no he was he was just had <laughs> enough and it, it ended up being a night where we sat and laughed i think we drank till 4 30 in the morning to that night laughing mm-hmm. about what he said when he was closing early but uh, there's a girl there that uh, was going just going on, just so insulted. She was, I've never been kicked out of a bar before two o'clock before. She was not even when I was when I was underage. And Chappie, Chappie just deadpan says, "Yeah, but that was before you let yourself go." <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what to say, and she was a real pretty girl, you know. And uh, we laughed. I, Tom had his head down, and, and we laughed, and and, and we, he didn't get out of there by two o'clock that night. That was. 
I, that was funny. I, I remember I remember chat and I can't even I can't even remember the context of it anymore because we've we said it so many so many times. He's like, Yeah, she thought she was hot shit because she was wearing that fancy red backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I mean he would just come up with yeah. doozies. Yeah, he was funny. And Schwartzy was just completely crazy. Oh, and and I th- you know I haven't I haven't heard anything from I haven't even heard anything about him lately. I think I, I see him, him in years. I think I see him come up on a, what's that LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah. Every once in a while, but I haven't heard anything about him from for years. Oh man, I, was, I told Tommy Southwick. Oh, I was going to bring up Tommy. You know, he's still working at the. Uh, he's he owns the he owns it, he, yeah. yeah he owns the liquor store. Weird crazy right he got into it good too he got in right before covid yeah yeah tommy's that's a great they're doing great business yeah so i used to always every time i came in i used to love going to see him and actually i would go go to see uh monica uh cavanaugh oh yeah is that her last yeah Yeah, monica cavanaugh yeah i used to always go to cavanaugh's and i used to go see her because you know through Cody, um, I knew her and her husband and stuff like that. So I, I just saw Jake driving up the street today. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I, would, I would go see them and, uh, you know, on, and then I would just walk over, just sit there and bullshit with Tommy a little bit. But the story I got for him is one day uh, we show up to the VU, uh, and it's a Saturday. He's bartending, and I think we're watching Michigan play somebody. And uh, Tommy looks at me and Chapman, and he goes, I bet you guys can't finish that bottle of Johnny Walker Black. <laughs> Me and Chapman look at each other and say, yeah, we can finish that bottle of Johnny uh, Walker Black. So we literally, we just start drinking a bottle, the bottle of Johnny Walker Black. I think I'm mixing it with water or some, some stupid shit. Yeah, that's... So we're drinking this bottle of Johnny Walker Black and we finish it by halftime. <laughs> so, so we have this, we have this whole bottle. And then he's got to deal with you the rest of the day. No, so he actually calls up the liquor store before he owned it and had them bring another bottle of Johnny Walker. Oh, did Black. he really? Yeah. So he brings another bottle of Johnny Walker Black, and we start drinking on that too. And I think we got through like you know just barely anything on it. And we get through it, and the next thing you know, I literally drop my glass in the middle of the bar. He gives us glass, glass, God knows why. Yeah. But I drop my glass in the middle of the bar as I'm falling over. <laughs> so I fall over. I don't crash through any tables or anything. I just kind of land and, you know, don't, no injury. But I, and I can't remember who I was hanging out with besides Chapman. Southwick just looks at him and says, take his ass home right now. <laughs> so, yeah, they just packed me up, took me home. Yeah, that's not the, the responsible bartender thing to say. I bet you can't do that. <laughs> no, and we were, I mean, we were, uh, when we bartended there, we were fun. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, we, uh, if we weren't bartending, um, we were bouncing. And at, at, the, at that time, we weren't letting the, the younger people in. Yeah. So, and, and that's kind of when, when it started, because that was right before uh, um, Brian got rid of it and changed it to the other guy. And then we graduated, yeah. and then it just kind of stayed that way. And I don't know if it's—I uh, think Liz just just sold that, didn't she? Yeah, I'm not sure. I've been kind of out of the bar. Yeah, since I, well, well, and I know, but I, I was looking on—I was looking on Facebook, and I guess they're having a reopening party or something. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think someone's going to seventeenth or yeah, some I think shit. There's plans to put an apartments above or something. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. And yeah so now that I remember that. So I don't know. I think I'm going to go there and have myself a have myself a pizza before I leave. But I always 
think about the food I'm going to have when I come here before before I do, you know, I'm going to have a pork chop. I'm definitely going to okay, go. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to go down to El Taco. I just love coming back. Yeah, El Taco is not as easy to get to anymore. They close early. Oh, really? Yeah, they're closed earlier, and they're not open on weekends, I don't think. so. How are you not? And, it's and, one of those COVID things. Oh. You know, where a lot of places just have problems filling st- staff. Staffing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just that just doesn't make sense. And that but. makes sense. I mean, you look at how much it co- the cost of living around here. Yeah. I mean, how do you how do you make a life right. with... It's a know, lot different than it was yeah. when you when we were your kids that's for sure right i mean you know i mean i i've I've actually you know i tell people i'll never move back just because of winters you know i'm (laughs) you you got soft oh i did yeah i mean i moved to kansas city back in 2001 and then after five years in kc i mean i've honestly lived in texas louisiana arizona new mexico i mean i've lived in the south southwest and i i come back here the first time I brought, the first time I brought my wife and daughter here back here in uh, 2000, uh, 2010, we show up, and it is negative. Uh, Jesus, it was negative like one. Th- it was negative thirty nah. or something. My wife's taking a picture of us right now. <laughs> it was it was negative thirty degrees out, and uh, so I take her out sled riding, and we're going uh, <laughs> we're going right right on the. Uh, South side of the hyper, behind the hyper on oh, the yeah. south side, you know, Steep the hill, hill that goes yeah. up. So they have this big-ass jump at the bottom of it. And I'm trying to show my wife how cool I am, <laughs> you know, back from back in the day. Because they've never really seen snow. Yeah. My, my wife was born in, uh, my, she was a Navy brat. So my wife was born in uh, Arizona and then moved to Hawaii and then moved back to Arizona. So, I mean, she's never really even seen snow. She's seen it a little bit, but not negative 30. So we're out there, and I get on this sled, and we go down the hill, and I hit that jump at the bottom, and literally it was so cold. As soon as I landed, that sled just shattered. (laughs) I mean, it completely just broke into, like, ten different pieces. At least least you have the self-respect to blame it on the cold. No, no. (laughs) I was a... I was like 250 pounds, 260 pounds. My fat ass just shattered that. Yeah. Shattered that sled. Were you head first? Oh, no. Oh. And my back compressed like nobody's business. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I, I just walked back up the hill, and I was just like, my brother Tony was there, and I was like, I'm done. So my wife and daughter get into the other sled, go down the hill once, and walk back up. They're like, okay, we're good. Turn the truck uh-huh. on. They sat in the, my, my brother's truck because it was so cold outside while, wow. while they were going. And the funny story about it is, is we woke up the next day and my mom's like, oh, it's gonna be beautiful out today. It's gonna hit zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a heat wave. Yeah, she always brings that up. She's yeah. like, yeah, it's gonna be like, like, cause we live down in Phoenix today. Yeah. And we, zero is warm after you get those blasts like that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, yeah. uh, we ended up uh, leaving Phoenix yesterday and it was 113 when we got on the plane it's been crazy down there and she made that joke she's like oh it's going to be nice this week it's supposed to get down to 99 <laughs> <laughs> now how come you didn't just go to the, the hospital park that's a way better place for an old guy to go it's a little more you know less great of a hill i think it's because my brother tony had his son with well, him and he wanted and to, and you know i mean he wanted yeah he just wanted to <laughs> daredevil him down because i mean I that's with, a steep hill yeah, yeah. So I went. I went uh, one other time. We were in town. I went sled sled riding with Fisher, 
his boy Cade and, uh, and his wife and uh, Alyssa was with us. Um, so we all went down uh, the hospital, yeah. hospital hill and we had a great time. I mean, yeah. it was nice. It was kind of like that slushy snow that's still kind of fast. Yeah. We had a great time, and I, uh, that trip I taught my uh, taught my wife what a whitewashing was because she <laughs> got kept, away with that because huh? she kept talking shit because while I was drinking beer, and I told her <laughs> I was like I was like if you don't stop talking shit, I'm going to teach you what a whitewash is. Yeah. So I tackled her in the snow and I just buried her face in it and just uh, learned it. I got. And she's still your wife. You know what? I outkicked my coverage by yeah. like a mile. Yeah. And for some odd reason, she still puts up with stuff <laughs> I do. So I, I, I don't know. Well, you're an entertaining fellow, Peach. Uh, I like to say, and I think uh, I think this was a, Schw- a Schwartz line, is that I'm average at best, <laughs> but I do okay at times. <laughs> now, now uh, where did the name Peach come from? So that's, I don't know how interesting of a story is, but I'll give you the long version of it. Yeah. So I was in the third grade, and I think Ms. Pezdark was my teacher at McKinley. I was the last class to get through McKinley, sixth grade. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was supposed to go to West in the seventh grade, but uh, they closed McKinley down and turned West into the grade school. Yeah. So my mom didn't want me going all the way down to East, so that's how I ended up at Central. I wasn't planning on going to Central until all all of that stuff happened. But... I got my nickname in the third grade, so my dad shaved his head. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever, so I'm like, oh, shave my head, shave my head. So he shaves my head, and then, uh, (laughs) this is just part of the story, but not part of the name part, but he forgot to put the guard back on when he went over the part of my side. Oh, no kidding. So part of my side was bald. Completely, and the rest of it was like was like peach fuzz. Yeah, for 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 what? And uh, I used to play um, football and stuff like that with my brother and my brother's friends. You know, like Tom McDonald, uh, uh, Joe O'Malley, Frank O'Connor. I used to play. I used to play uh, football with all those guys, and they were just they were nice to me. They wouldn't crush me, but you know, I used to play football with them, and they all started calling me peach fuzz. So. It stayed peach fuzz for a while, and it was right at the beginning of school. And I think it stopped like in October or November when everything yeah. kind of grew out and my hair kind of grew out. But on my Christmas presents, to differentiate my name and my dad's name, because we're both Greg. Yeah. You know, I'm Gregory Ray Leeds II. Um, so to differentiate our names, um, he, she put peach on all of my Christmas presents. So, because sometimes his presents would get into mine and this, yeah. that, and the other. So that happened, and so it came back, and so that is how it stuck with me throughout, like grade school, high school, and stuff like that. And then, so I go to the Navy, and I'm trying to get rid of it. I'm just, you know, so, you didn't like it. Huh? Well, I didn't care, but. Yeah. Being a 19, 20-year-old guy being called Peach is yeah. kind of ridiculous <laughs> in, in my book. I still think so. But, so, you remember uh, the big disc cases where you put all your CDs and oh, stuff yeah. like that? So, when I was in the Navy, I was in Japan, and I asked my mom to send me all my CDs. So, she mm-hmm. takes one of those, uh, you remember those... Uh, uh, they were either gold or silver pens that you write on oh, things yeah. with. She put, put,
put peachy leets on every <laughs> one of my CDs. And I'm talking, I have like 100 CDs. That <laughs> you wrote on every one. And so I get it in the Navy. So if anybody's like, hey, can I borrow that CD? Yeah. They see it, it says peachy leets. They're like, what the fuck is this? And the Navy guys are not going to Oh, my go. God. And that did not get let go. So I thought I was going to get rid of it when I got out of the Navy <laughs> and got home. Yeah. Stuck with me. So I graduate college. I'm thinking I'm going to get rid of it. Oh. After college, I go move to Kansas City. Well, my brother. I'm living <laughs> with my brother. And even even now, like, my wife will be like, when, when, when she first met Polly, she's like, oh, Greg, Greg this, Greg that. And he look at her and say, Who, who's Greg? <laughs> she, he's like, I don't know any Greg. Yeah. It's like, that's peachy. So that shit's never going away. Yeah. Does your wife call you peach now? No. 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 She calls me all the lovey names, you know. That lovey-dovey name. Yeah, it's no Greg, it's no Peach. It's well, Peach just... could be a lovey name. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I kind of, Paul, Polly will never let it go. Yeah. God love him. I love my brother. He's, me and Polly are kind of the two in the family that kind of keep touch the most, I think. Really? Yeah, like, like, and it's, it's just kind of. still in KC. It's just kind of the way it turns out. You know, I have a brother and sister who are 20 years older than me. I have a brother and sister who are 10 years older than me. Yeah. And then Polly and Larson are three and four years older than me. So, you know, we kind of went that way. Yeah. That's pretty pretty big difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was eight years old and my brother was graduating. One of my brothers was graduating high school and then fought in the smoker and all that stuff. Oh, really? Tech. Yeah. Did he win? He did. Which brother was he did. that? Tony. Tony. Yeah, Tony, I met him because he bartended at the VU for yep. a little while. Yeah, he's the one that actually got me my job really? at the VU because he was bartending days. Tony was like a real bartender. Oh, yeah. You know, you went there, you, he's professional, counters wiped yep. down, everything, mm-hmm. just all business. Really nice guy. Yep. All business, you know, a little different yep. than Tommy. Yeah, well, when he was going to school over in, uh, like, he graduated from uh, Eastern. Yeah. Billings. Um, he graduated from there. He was actually there's a bar over there called Dudley's, and he was a bouncer bartender there. Oh, really? So, so yeah, he had uh, he had his experience. Funny story. First time I went and bartended in Kansas City, they looked at me. You know, I mean, I, I was just like out of my element. Yeah. It's like when you're at the Voo, you're a beer or whiskey slinger. Yeah. You know, when you get down to Kansas City, it's like oh my god, you're making what some drinks. Huh? Yeah. No. Got to know them all. Mm. Now, your dad. Uh, I found some stories where he was he used to play handball. He did? There was a great leads that played handball anyway. Back I played. in the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. So I didn't, some tournaments. I didn't I didn't know he played handball. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe I did because when when they had those courts behind the IC, I think I played. Oh, you played in the old three walls back then? Yeah. Oh yeah. I see. I'd never been there. Yeah, yet. before before that well, IC was my church. Yeah. So I mean that's that's the church. I know, I that's where to. a lot of people learn how to play handball for the first time. Yeah. So course. so I I went up there and I think yeah I do remember that. But I mean that was way back in the day. Jesus. Yeah. I mean just you saying that kind of shocked my memory. I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah. I was looking up some of our old little league stuff. Oh and my I got God. a name for for uh, your dad. I said there's a great leads playing and and then your dad was what he was. Uh, you worked for the Forest Service, right? Is that he did. He was, a, I think, and don't give me, I might be wrong, but I think he was a para-archaeologist. Yeah. So he, he just loved tromping around the forest. Yeah. That, that was his thing, just going around, yeah. all around that area. And I, I miss that guy so much, man. He passed away in December of 2009. He, was, he wasn't very old either, was he? Uh, 69, I yeah, think he was. I mean, young. yeah, he, was, he wasn't old, but um, he grew up in the rough and tumble butte. 
you know, and it's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know, people ask me why I'm a Michigan fan. And it's, it's honestly because I love the helmets uh, when I was a kid. Okay. But, but, I mean, my mom was born in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. And my dad was born in Detroit, Michigan. And they both met in Butte, Montana somehow. Because all of, uh, all of like, Polly, everybody else has a different dad. Yeah. He's, he's my, my only dad. So, you know, he took in six kids and all of that stuff. Really? I'm like... I think about it now because when I got married, what an amazing you know, thing to do, right? Oh, absolutely, especially yeah. back then. And when I got married, you know, my my wife already had had our daughter Alyssa, and I was just like, first day we met, I was like, do you want to have any more kids? Because <laughs> I was 36 at the time. Yeah. And I'm just doing the math, and I'm like, well, I don't want to raise kids into my 50s and 60s. Uh-huh. You know, so, it, and it, and it, you know, for my dad to just go in there and say, yeah. I think there were four or three, three or four of them in the house still. And just to say, yeah, I'll marry you and take on all of these kids. I was just, and, then to, and then to be their dad. Yeah. Not, I mean, not just have them live in the house, yeah, but to be their dad. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was strict but fair. Yeah. Um, and and all, all of that good stuff. And it's, it's just amazing, you know, that, that he took care of all of us. Yeah. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party? Or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an Old Fashioned or a Pink Make. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4pm to 6pm and 2pm to 6pm Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or 2 for 5 seltzers or well mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. Shop for the champion shop at Dig City Supply. The Fan Gear headquarters for all things Montana Tech is right across the street from the Uptown Parking Garage on Park Street. Not only can you get your Charlie or Digger fix, but we carry the area's largest selection of Montana and Montana State apparel, as well as Butte High, Butte Central, and all the elementary school gear. Dig City is also home to the exclusive licensed Butte Icon shirt collection. We partnered with cherished Butte institutions to offer one-of-a-kind graphic tees from places like the Silverbow Drive-In, Beef Trail Ski Area, Bonanza Freeze, and our brand new Evil Knievel designs. Head uptown to Park Street and check out Dig City Supply and find us online at digcitysupply.com. Are you looking for somewhere to watch your favorite teams play or just somewhere to meet your friends? Or are you looking for a place to hold your big celebration or cater your private event? Look no further than Metal's Sports Bar and Grill. They can do it all. With their 31 big screen televisions, you will not miss a second of action and a full menu of cooked to perfection favorites is sure to please. Try the Vault Burger, Raise Fingers, or one of Chef T's specialty items. Or just enjoy a drink and some friendly company with Dave and the staff as you take in the action at Metal Sports Bar and Grill. Metal Sports Bar and Grill is located on the corner of Park and Main in historic Uptown Butte. Stop by today or check out their menu at metalsportsbarandgrill.com. Metal Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. 
Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Well, you said you, your, your mom used to paint, you put your hat knife, put your name on your hat because you were, your family was poor. Yeah. We were, of course, your, your dad's taken in, you got all those kids, there's a million of you guys. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, we were poor as could be when I was growing up. But you didn't realize, did you realize you were poor? Well, no. Much? I mean, we, just we didn't. just we kind of grew up, right? We didn't want for anything, you know, I mean, yeah. really. I mean, I was hand-me-down Joe with all those kids, you know. I mean, yeah, everything man. that passed down. And But as soon as I hit the sixth grade, my feet grew bigger than anybody's in the family. So, so you got brand new shoes. So I got, I, I got new shoes. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, I mean, you just look at the neighborhoods we grew up in, man. I mean, you know, you bring up Opie, you bring up all those guys um, up, in, up in your area. There were the Milanis, tough as nails and man. shit like that. You know, I, I look at it, you know, we got... In, in my neighborhood alone, I mean, you don't see it anymore. You know, we got like Fisher, we got uh, Peterson, we had Slatton, we had Mike Richards. Oh, my um, hand just started to hurt from me. I mentioned Slatton. Yeah. What was, it, which, what was, what was Slatton's first name? Kevin. Kevin. Because I had to go when I played second base one, that one year. Uh-huh. And we had to do the drills where it hits the first baseman for double play drill. It never happened ever in a game. But we had right. to, hits the first baseman and I had to go over cover first. And Slatton, mm-hmm. Slatton's playing shortstop. Sure. Every time that hurt my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because Peterson was our first baseman at, at a time too. Yeah, and he really didn't have a glove that was good. At Jason, yeah, he yeah, was Jason. He should have made the basketball team. Dude, I think well, he got cut because he had long hair. I don't, no, I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it because, I mean, you know, we all tried out. It was it was all of us in a group. Me, Fisher, and and you know, I think. I don't uh, Leducer and all of us, and I mean, we all tried out, and I know for a fact that me and Mark shouldn't have made the team at all. Yeah. But Peterson was six two, and he could rebound like nobody's business. I remember seeing battles between him, and this is after we were out of high school at the KC. You know, you bring up the yeah. KC a lot for basketball. I remember him and uh, Brody Kelly battle. Down, down on that court, and like, I mean, he was just a rebound machine. He would rebound his own shot if he missed it like four times. Yeah, you know, I mean, he was just, he was just a powerful, and strong. And he could control kid. the ball too for a for a tall kid. Shoot too. the three. Yeah. I mean, he, he he could do it all. I remember seeing um, him thinking he he missed the team because he didn't look like a basketball yeah, player. And I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying anything about the coaches because the coaches are the coaches, and yeah. you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, sometimes it's a boys' club. Uh, when it comes down to it, kind of like, you know, Justin Thomas getting into the golf, this this thing. It's yeah. just like, you know, people have their favorites. And, you know, honestly, I mean, name a kid from uptown who was on that high team. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. John Bardsley. Bardsley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hackman was on it a few a couple yeah, years Yeah, but that's, that's years ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, we didn't ahead, even, Jason really? didn't even try out till he was a junior. Yeah. I, I think and that might have hurt him, too. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, so I'm not saying it's any any coach's thing, you yeah. know. I mean that's that's just a cop out. But he was definitely good enough yeah. to play. Yeah, and he might not have went to the gyms, open gyms, and stuff like that. We did we did a little bit, but you know yeah. probably not all the time. Yeah, but he was good. Yeah, I used to, I loved growing up, and the point I was getting at with that, like you bring up Mikey Drew, uh, we oh, used to play we used to play basketball. Uh, you know that house right west 
of Rock Park, yeah. that White House right next to it. Well, they had a basketball hoop in the garage there, yeah. and it was Benny Sandoval's house. Um, and we used to all play basketball back there all the time. Yeah, yeah so I yeah, mean... because it was rare that anyone had a hoop right, outside and, then. Right, and I don't, I don't see kids hang out, you know, when we drive around. I don't see it like, you know, like no. it used to be. I mean, we used to have 12 people in Rock Park yeah. just playing football, smacking their heads off, big boulders. Maybe that's why. Yeah, there's some big boulders there. Yeah, there are. But there, it was funny that back in those days, though, there was neighborhoods. I remember when me and Hartwick... Jeff Hartwick were, were going, he was going to go for a jog with me after school. You know? mm-hmm. We were going to go uh, this way, but now there's a mean dog over that way. We're going to go over here, but there's a couple of mean kids over this way. You know, then there's like just certain places you didn't go. Mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't just go walking from the Kennedy down to like where the zip trip is today. You know, the, the party shop, the old party right. shop. Mm-hmm. You didn't just go walk down there as kids then because you're running. And not that, not that the McKinley kids were beating us up or we were beating up the McKinley kids. It was just... It's kind of territorial, and we just kind of stayed away from that. It was, and, you know, the funny thing, <laughs> that brings me back to, you know, just all that stuff. You know, I remember bonking cars and stuff like that, <laughs> and then the old, you'd, you'd make the mistake and bonk a tech kid's car or, oh. you know, a high school kid's yeah, car, and they would come out and they'd kick the shit out of you. Yeah. We got chased a lot of times oh. bonking cars. So there was a, uh, <laughs> we had the perfect hiding spot. It was one of those, uh, one of those places that were dug underneath the sidewalk. Where it had a door and nobody could see it, so we would oh, just yeah. go to the same place. There would be like ten of us just huddled in this place for like <laughs> for like fifteen minutes waiting for the smoke to clear. Uh, that was such a big thing to do. You never get bonked. I'd be happy to get my car bonked. Like I'd be proud of the kids for bonking it, my car today. It, 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 I mean, we broke one windshield, I think, um, and I'm not going to say who it was because yeah. his mom might might, might <laughs> listen to this. I don't know. But he was up on top of one of those three-story roofs, yeah. and he just launched it straight down. Yeah. I mean, it was a straight-down shot just south of the yeah. Muller Apartments there. <laughs> and the lady's sitting there yelling at us. She's like, you broke our window with your snowball. <laughs> we're, we're just hiding, and it's just like we're all like, oh, my God, we're going to jail. I mean, because every, every once in a while you get the police. Yeah, circle in the block and stuff like that. Well, that's and when you know you you're tough go, is when you bump the yeah. police, police car. Yeah, right. We never did that. Yeah. So then we just sit and sit and play Mike Tyson's punch out. Wait till until the, the smoke cleared. Yeah. <laughs> My cousin Jerry DRC and, and Jody DRC, I'm sure was involved. Maybe I think Jerry Kriskovich, a bunch of the older kids at speed skate. They used to have a speed skate in the Civic Center in the fall, mm-hmm. and uh, they were bonking from the top of the Civic Center, and that's they they sh- broke a windshield out of a car one time. I remember oh, that? Oh yeah. And uh, that was. The investigation began, and there was some trouble that day. Yeah, we could have got, you know, honestly, if they had cell phones when we were kids, and people recorded all the stupid shit that we did, man, I'd probably still be in jail. Yeah. I never did anything real, real bad. No, but we, there there was was something. It was every day. We did did something every day we wouldn't want our kids doing. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And now we got phone. I can tell everywhere my kids are. All three of them, even my daughter in college, got the Live 360 app. I look at my phone. I know where all of them are. Because <laughs> they don't take, they don't go anywhere without their phone. Right. Except for, well, Grady's phone will die on them. You know, mm-hmm. and I gotta see where he'll be coming home from a football or a baseball game, and I gotta know what time to pick him up on the bus, and his phone died. So is he practicing today at 3:30? Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go down and watch. Yeah, he's he's number 72. Yeah, you're saying that the fridge. the fridge. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like speaking of the Bears. Yeah. So. 
obviously, I don't know. We're both huge Bears fans. Yeah. Everybody knows you are, but I'm a, I'm a big, I'm big Bears fan. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten to the point where I just watch uh, uh, the what's what's that what's that thing where you can just watch the touchdown score. Oh, the red zone. Yeah, I watch the red zone because if I watch the Bears all day like you yeah. do. I would. I, I can't do it anymore. Between the Angels, which are on TV right now, we just quit. It looks like kind of. Yeah, I mean, you know, between the Angels and between the Bears, I can't do it. It just, it just hurts my soul. <laughs> yeah. And I have high blood pressure already, so I don't need but it. But at least you got finally got a win over Ohio State with Michigan. Oh, last year. two times in a row. How yeah. about that? That was, it was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my brother, uh, he just texted me last night. He got us tickets to the Bears Chiefs game. Oh, wait, uh, week three, I think. Right? Yeah, on the twenty fourth in Kansas City. He's got us in row two, like, 45-yard line behind the Bears. Oh, nice. So I'm just like, oh, I'm super excited. We, we're going to get our playing tickets today. Um, yeah, so me, my wife, my daughter are going to go down and watch that game. Um, and the last Bears game I was at was the Chiefs and the Bears up in Soldier Field. And I it's going to go well. It, no, it's, it, well, this one's not going to go well either. I, no, I, mean, I, I mean, I have hopes of them being better. Yeah. Well, Patrick Mahomes might get COVID before or something You like know, that. maybe he will – Get one of those high ankle sprains that he'll play in the playoffs with. Yeah, yeah but the rest of but the rest the the yeah. Because I, I like because like, I like the Chiefs. I like Mahomes. I don't want him hurt. But you know, I maybe a shot like on the movie Mash. Remember when yeah. they gave Spear Shepherd Jones his match shot? <laughs> <laughs> I love the Royals. Um, when they went on that run, everybody's like, Why "Your brother's still on Cloud Nine after that World oh, Series." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's a Chiefs fan now. Switched from from the Chargers. Yeah, sell out. Yeah. Um, well, he lives there though. Oh yeah, and he's yeah. lived there. He went to. He actually went to St. Mary College. Yeah. Him and my nephew. Him. Well, I shouldn't call him my nephew. He's my brother. I grew up with him. Yeah. Uh, Larson. They both played soccer at yeah. St. Mary College in Leavenworth, Kansas, which is like you could almost throw football yeah. from KC to there. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, yeah, he's lived well, there since would. he was eight. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, <laughs> we could. <laughs> what can't Mahomes yeah. do? So yeah, he's lived there since he was eighteen. He got his uh, girlfriend pregnant at the time and had Katie. Yeah. So he's just never moved. Yeah. So, I mean, he's lived there longer than he's lived in Butte. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I, I give him crap because he changed. But how can you be a Chargers fan when you're living well, in Paul Kansas is City? Like, he changes. You ever see, like, the, not to compare your brother to a serial killer, but you ever see the many, <laughs> the many faces of Ted Bundy, how he looks so oh much different? Oh your brother can look so much different. You know, he'll have the chops yeah. one day. He, his hair is different. He can be. Then he'll, he'll have that never, curly mustache. He, yeah. yeah, he could be. He could be a fugitive. Yep. And nobody just completely changes yep. look. Yep. He, he no, does it. Nobody. Nobody knows. Not that he would be a fugitive because Paul is a good guy. So well, well, well you at never, least we you think so. You really never know. Of course, with people him. thought Ted Bundy was a nice guy too. Let's be honest too, right? with each other. Yeah. Thank you. You could just you could just fill it with water. Right. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Thank you so much. I'm not picky. I'm from View. Yeah, yeah, Paulie's nice. But as I said, though, people probably thought Ted Bundy was a nice guy when they were shocked by him. Right, right. No, I'm pretty sure my brother's not on that level yet. No, but he so, could change, though, right? Yeah, you remember, you remember when they came out with those uh, Fifty Shades of Grey movies? Yeah, the Fifty Shades movies. So the my wife made me a cake that said Fifty Shades of Greg <laughs> for my birthday with all of my different, all of my different facial yeah. hair when I had a huge beard when I had the whole. Yeah. It was, it was a great cake. Nice. That's pretty but you funny. can you, your look looks you can tragically alter your look as yeah, well. Yeah, first I, being able to grow facial hair, I can't. I uh, wouldn't know what that's like. So you, you just can't. do you patch? Do you get patches if you let it grow? Yeah, yeah, but you hardly can see them though. <laughs> I mean, it's just it just you, enough that you notice that I need to shave, but not. I if I if I didn't shave for ten years, I wouldn't have a beard. 
These days, I only don't shave just to hide my double chin. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what PR you say. Yeah. It gives the illusion of yeah. a single chin. Yeah. And then uh, one of my, the guy, the guy that cuts my hair down in uh, down in Phoenix, he's like, "You need to let it grow down a little further because it's just <laughs> it's just accentuating your double chin, buddy." Yeah. Once you get to grow this big. Uh, it's easy to talk to Montana beer. I don't have the patience for it anymore. After a while, I'm just like, I got to cut it down. Yeah, that must. there must be a period between what you got now and ZZ Top. Yeah, well. It's like an uncomfortable, and, and, awkward And my, my problem is, is like, I, I even use the beard cleanser and then I use the softener, but it just flakes. Yeah. It just flakes. And then the next thing you know, my black shirt is all, <laughs> was looking all dandruff. And I'm yeah. just like, that's worse than anything with me. Yeah. <laughs> so now one thing we have to talk about is I remember being in the third base dugout at what is now called Scoundfield. It was uh, it was a mine dump basically. We were playing on mine waste. Probably then. you know they you know how they're doing those parks yeah. now checking for the and good job on that article by the way. Oh. <laughs> I, I bet you if they dug deep enough down there they would find a lot of that yeah. shit underneath that field too. Yeah, and yeah, I'm sure they would. And well they just had they're digging up stone again. They put all that Yeah, in. that's the, I saw yeah. that. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was good work. Mm-hmm. But uh of course I don't know exactly I don't wanna just start saying no, somebody did something wrong because I don't know. It's, I, I don't know the first thing about engineering and testing and yeah, all that stuff. It's but. just people hiding shit for years and years yeah. and years. People getting away with it and now but it's we, not as easy. Yeah. But we played on that. That field was not a fun field to slide on. It wasn't soft. Well, it was all packed dirt. Yeah. I mean, he had to drag, Scout had to drag that field every time just to make it kind of playable, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, and then when it rained, it would puddle so quick because yep. it didn't drain. Mm-hmm. It didn't, didn't soak it up. But you had, I remember all these kids from from uh, McKinley were there to watch Peach, Pete Rose slide. And in today, today's, today's Little League, the only time you can go head first is if you're diving back into a base. Oh, really? You can't slide head first, otherwise you're automatically out. Oh, man, I'd have been out every yeah. time. And you slid. There wasn't even a throw. And you were Pete Rose in the head first. So, which, Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame just because of that, right? Because we didn't call it a head first slide. We called it a Pete Rose. We didn't, I don't even think we called it a slide. I think it was a Pete Rose. Yeah, so the thing of it is, is I'm not fast. <laughs> I've never been fast. I mean, even when I, when I was trying to play freshman football for Butte High, I think I ran... I, I was trying to be a safety, play safety for Butte yeah. freshman team, and I ran slower than the linemen. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was never fast, and the way I would steal bases, mostly, and I don't know if you remember this, um, I would, as soon as the pitch came in, I would start walking yeah. to the, the base. Whether it, was sec- yeah, whether it was second or third, I would just start walking like it's nobody's business, nobody's paying attention to me, nobody's doing yeah. shit. And then when I'd get like a third way there, I would just take off, make either the catcher or the pitcher, make a decision and make a good throw yeah. is what I would do. So I wouldn't know if the throw was coming. I wouldn't know this, that, or the other. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they were all uh, I needed to slide head first because I was just, I don't know, maybe I needed attention. Maybe yeah. maybe I didn't get enough tension growing up, Bill. You ever think of that? Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was, we thought it was awesome. I, I've still, I've never slid head first. Years playing soft. Of course, if you were stupid to slide at Stodden Park anyway back when we played you, softball there. But. but, yeah, I was going to say, you don't slide in softball. And I remember the couple times I did slide in softball. And I think one of the reasons I slid head first is because I didn't know how to slide feet first. Yeah. Because I was one of those guys who would tear his pants and I would have a big cut on my knee. Yeah. Every time I'd slide. So, I mean, maybe that's the reason. I don't know. 
I think I'm I trying sl- to make shit up. I now. think I slid four times playing softball, and three of them I ended up in express care in the emergency room <laughs> 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 with the cuts or a sprained wrist or sprained ankle. I learned quickly enough that it, I'll just get out. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll take yeah. that out. I'll take that L. I didn't play. I didn't play uh, just men's softball very much. I played. Uh, I played co-ed. Yeah, because which is I, the best way to go. Well, and I knew all the volleyball players. Yeah. So I knew, like, Marilyn, Shaylin, Ke- Shayla, Kelly, Kelly Spear. Um, I knew all those girls. So yeah. they were our girls, and they were all volleyball players. And they were at, good at te- Oh, I know. Yeah. So us guys, we didn't even have to be good. Yeah, they carried you. Because our girls, I mean, our girls are getting on base every time. All we have to do is get a hit here and there. Did Delaney Sock play with you? Remember oh, yeah. She was yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I think Leah, Leah McKenna. Um, Delaney, uh, I mean, there were just there were just a bunch. Uh, Teresa, 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 Teresa Adams, Teresa Adams, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there were wow. there were just a bunch of them, and we all had a great time. I mean, we would all go to the VU for beers after, yeah. And I mean, it was just a great fun group. Uh, college was so much fun for me, man. Yeah. Up here, uh, and, well, that's uh, why you were kind of on the Tom Southwick plan, though, weren't you? No, well, were you? Or we, uh, so I went in the well, Navy because you were in the Navy. So yeah, yeah I went in the Tom, Navy. Tommy went there long enough to be. Uh, a doctor, <laughs> doctor. Yeah, yeah, they're called doctors. Yeah, he was there forever. I think so, he's still taking. A couple I don't. Classes. I don't know if he graduated yet. Yeah, I don't think he. But did. Uh, I, you know, I went. I went for five and a half years. Um, I went to tech for five and a half years because when I got out of the navy, honestly, I graduated high school. I think with a two point one. Did you really? Yeah. So I mean, and those are with uh, band A's. Yeah. So music, I took like music fifth and sixth period, so I got A's for that, yeah. and then I got an A for symphonic band, doing concert bands, marching band. So that that just, I mean, I don't even know how I graduated high school to tell you the truth. <laughs> so when I got out of the Navy, uh, the reason I got out of the Navy, I was trying to stay in. I said if my ship was decommissioning, and I said if you offer me anything on the East Coast, I will commit for another four years. When it comes time to get my orders, they said, yeah, either Bremerton, Washington, uh, Long Beach, or San Diego. And I yeah. said, all right, we'll San Diego. Well, yeah. Whale's <laughs> vagina. I was, like, uh, we'll, uh, I was like, we'll see you later. Yeah. I'm out. So uh, they let me out early so I could go to college in 96, on the G- and I was using the GI Bill. Yeah. But when I been, went back to school, I had to start with college algebra. I had to start with, you know, the basics. I had to, I think I even took CPR in my first semester, first semester at school, just so I could have a full, full, uh, full load of 12 credits. And so, you know, I went, I went through that. And then, you know, then after that semester, I started with like my calculus and my engineering classes and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, it took me five and a half years to get out. Yeah. Which isn't bad tech. Is a well, tough, it's honestly, not easy school. I, uh, true, and I, I failed a bunch of classes. Um, oh man, what's what's that professor's name? Thanks, Rick Donovan. <laughs> I blame him. He was the toughest professor well, I ever tough. had, but he was really good. Yeah. Um, but I failed a couple classes, so I had to retake some classes. Um, but my last semester, I think I only needed four credits to graduate. But I took a full load anyway, so I could get the full loans oh, package. Because yeah. my first four years were paid for by the military, or the taxpayers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, you, you earned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, country, like, yeah. I like to think I did. Yeah. I lived in Japan for a couple of years. Yeah, nobody, for it. nobody messed with us when you were in the navy. That's right. No wars. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> what was, do you think of that, Rob O'Neill? It was a deterrent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, right. but, but, uh, 
so yeah, it took me a little while to get through school, and I didn't do really well, but I did graduate college with a better GPA than I graduated high school with, so yeah. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, that's good. But the funny thing is, is me, Fisher, and Peterson all graduated at the same time from high school, and then we graduated same time oh, did you from, really? from college, yeah. Yeah. So all our moms, we got all these pictures, they're all <laughs> beaming proud and shit, it's pretty funny. And what engineering degree did you get? So it's now the electrical degree. Um, it was called at the time general engineering with a control systems option or system control yeah. option. I think uh, Trudenowski is the head of it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was. He, he's actually a really good professor too. I enjoyed a lot of classes with him. Wicked smart as it. Oh say, my you God! Know. <laughs> you know, just I remember trying to you know because I was always of the uh, of the. Uh, stance that I'm not a really good student, but I'm going to show up in my professor's office every week okay. just to show yeah. that I actually care. As and Coach Green always said, sit in the front row, put an apple in the teacher's desk. Right, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly, because I knew, I mean, in some some of the C's and that I got, I, you know, I probably deserved a D, yeah. but I showed up, I asked questions, I was just like, what Worked can I hard, do, yeah. how, how, how can I do it, because I'm just honestly, I'm not engineering smart. Yeah. But when I got out of the Navy, I'm like, well, I'm going back to Butte. I'm not going to go do some bullshit. I'm just going to see if I can yeah. get this engineering degree. And it worked out well. You know, life's yeah. been good. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better faster. We provide one-on-one -on -one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? Look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre health care. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 or visit our website at LonePeakPT.com to speak to an expert now. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. 
Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Mill Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Berkeley. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. 5518 Designs is your Montana lifestyle apparel headquarters in Uptown Butte. We're gearing up to launch all of our brand new designs for the summer. All our designs are created in-house, actually in the cabin that we have in the back of the store, and they're meant to get you psyched about all your summer adventures. Whether it's biking, hiking, floating, festivaling, or just chilling lakeside, we've got the tees, hats, hoodies, and gifts that everyone is sure to love. And we haven't even mentioned our unique line of Butte gear, but we'll save that for another commercial. In the meantime, stop into 5518 Designs at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte and shop online at shop5518.com. You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com. Like JoyFit406 on social media and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Are, are you engineering smart now that you got? No, no, no. <laughs> as, you, uh, as you're working as an engineer? No, I'm not working as, as an engineer. No, I, I work in construction management. Oh, okay. I, thought, uh, I figured you were an engineer on construction. That's what I. So, so I, I've had the title of field engineer before, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, you, you put a, an equation in front of me, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get it right 100 percent <laughs> of the time. But uh, so I do project controls. I do scheduling. So basically, like for example, we're doing a semiconductor job. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a semiconductor job in Phoenix, but it got put on hold. So I'm doing one in Albuquerque. So I fly in there. That's where the blue stuff's at. Yeah, I know. I've actually, <laughs> if, if you look at, I, I have a picture on Facebook. Me and my wife flew into there one time, and we're both holding it. They have an actual shop that sells that candy. Oh, and you can put and you can put the costumes on the Heisenberg. For, yeah all that shit somewhere like you can see the picture I think I saw that it. picture yeah, yeah. so I, I have that picture on one of my on one of my social medias but uh what were we talking about oh what I do yeah um so basically what I do is I after when a job's being bid I um after it's been um after the guys go through and figure out how much everything costs and they do all the pre stuff. They give, they give, they give it to me, and I schedule it out from beginning to end. What it takes to start the job to what it takes to finish the job, um, and what 
what, how much manpower it takes for each of those certain yeah. activities. And then after, if we win the job, then I break that thing out to like 300 pages of activities of yeah. digging a hole, putting in concrete, putting in mechanical, putting in pipe, putting in electrical. So, you know, I do industrial construction, so we're just building big plants and shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and long and short of it, that's what I do. But, I mean, it's... And, and that's how you met your wife, right? Yeah, so, so I got... Uh, I got laid off from my job in Louisiana when it was done being finished. Um, we built an LNG down on the down on the coast of Louisiana. So I got a job in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, and then the same company that laid me off called me up like six months later and offered me a job on the mining side in Arizona. Um, so I went from oil and gas to the mining side, and I met Lori in Tucson, and she absolutely hated me. Yeah. She just thought I was obnoxious, I was loud, which yeah, fair. we, we yeah. know that's that's yeah. very, very that's fair. Beach. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up, uh, and me, I'm just trying to flirt with the hottest girl in the office, I suppose, is, yeah. is what I'm doing. And, Probably uh, breaking all kinds of uh, HR rules, right? Absolutely. Uh, well, I don't think there's been a company I've worked at where I haven't broke at least seven of them. <laughs> anyway, so we end up, uh, how, how did it work? So I end up getting there like in May. And I'm working a job in Safford, which is like three hours, two hours away. So I'm working two days, Monday, Tuesday, in Tucson, three days in Safford. Um, so it becomes her birthday in August, and I'm like, hey, I'll take you out on your birthday. Let's go out. She's like, yeah, okay, okay, let's go out. Well, come to find out that she invites every one of her friends. Oh, so it wasn't... Yeah, so I'm, thinking, thinking. I'm thinking it's a date. Yeah. And she invites every one of her friends. Well, uh, I say everyone, uh, like three friends yeah. at work. Enough blockers for you, right? All of them bowed out. Oh, did they really? Yeah, every single one of them bowed out. So it was plan, just, yes. So her, so, her plan A failed. Yeah, so it was just me and her. And, uh, you know, the, the thing she said that she liked the most about me when we talk about it is that, like, when we were in, because construction, industrial construction is extremely intense. Yeah. I mean, it gets, there's a lot of tension that goes on. And she just loved that I would make a joke in the middle of the tension yeah. and ease everybody up. Just, you know, and I didn't even yeah. give a shit. I didn't care <laughs> if I got in trouble or anything. Yeah. I care now because yeah. I'm old and I need my job. But back then I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'm making this. I got this, but I'm good. I yeah. get fired. I'll find a new job. So, yeah, she, that, and then I brought her up to Montana in, in December. And then I think I asked her to marry me a week before my brother's wedding up here. And she said yes, and it's been great ever since. Yeah. Amazing woman. She keeps, she keeps me straight. Yeah. You guys seem to have a lot of fun, too, by judging by your Facebook uh, pictures. And, and you're, when we brought up, you know, your brother looking like being a chameleon, you know, can, he can change his yeah. look. You pulled off Ditka. Oh, man. And the, look- my, favorite, my favorite costume I've ever seen you with, you... You were Zach Galifianakis. Zach yep. Galifianakis from uh, from uh, what is the it? Hangover. Hangover. But you didn't. You were him. Oh, it was. It, yeah, I mean, and I don't. I don't really do Halloween anymore. I mean, I did Nacho Libre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did Kenny Powers one year. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we would just. 
of the year. The Zach Galifianakis one was beautiful. Yeah, you know, and I actually got the satchel that he had yeah. and wearing it, and I'm putting my hand behind my back. I'm putting my hand behind my back, sticking my gut out. <laughs> yeah, man, I forgot about that stuff. That shit's fun times, man. Yeah. That was, that was good times. Yeah, it's a satchel. Lots of guys carry it. So does Joy Behar. Yeah. Is this pay, place pager friendly? <laughs> so, so you're not going to move back to beauty. You like it? You know, the funny thing is, is we just had the conversation on the plane right up here, and uh, I heard her. I, I heard. I, I pretended like I wasn't paying, like I wasn't paying attention, but I heard her say, "I would live in the snow again." Yeah. And I was just like, "Huh." Yeah. But. On that note, you know, I saw that uh, the the mine here was planning on doing a molly plant at some point in time, yeah. um, and that's what I do. You know, I build the big stuff that, yeah. you know, like I built a two point five billion dollar ball mill uh, down in Morency. You know, that's the type of stuff that that I schedule. So, I mean, if there's work here to be had in the yeah. field field that I do, sure, I'd come back. Because the thing of it is, is it's not like you don't move back forever because once the job's done, you leave anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way it is. I mean, I've been laid off more times than most people that you know. Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, for whatever reason, if the job's done, they don't have any so more big jobs. Did you buy houses jobs. or did you rent? Did you rent so we bought a house um, in Tucson. and God, I wish we still held on to it because, I mean, we're trying to buy a house, looking for houses down in Phoenix, but... With this interest rate and how much things are, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm, I'm not just gonna be idiotic. We got lucky. The last time we bought the bubble, had just happened. Yeah. So I'm just gonna wait. And right now we're just kind of living in her mom's condo down in uh, down in Phoenix while she lives in Hawaii. So, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a good setup. But we'll rent until yeah. it comes to the point where I can afford it. Yeah. And it's it's up to afford places here now. Which well, is just the crazy. funny thing is, is the housing market in Butte is the craziest thing I've ever seen for years. Yeah, I mean, you just comparing what 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 you get into a house here and what you get into a house somewhere else, I was just like, that's it, it's crazy, crazy high. Yeah, to me, anyway. You know, I mean, for each his own. If people are going to pay you for it, shit, do it. Yeah, you know? yeah. It seems it just seems ridiculously high right now think about oh especially with the interest rate yeah with the interest rate i saw somebody put something on facebook that if somebody coming out of college right now buys a so many thousand dollar house what it was 10 years ago and what it is now with the interest rate it's almost like double yeah with all that and they're still selling in town though that thing is they're going like crazy and this is a great city to live in yeah don't get me wrong if 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 it was if, if if they had work here and it was it was priced by my direction i would own a house up here yeah. I would totally be a snowbird, my man. Yeah. I would. But I can't afford a house in Phoenix, and I can't afford a house in Butte. So <laughs> it's kind of hard just, to have to. Right, right. I'm just going to do what I do until it happens. Yeah. But And then you guys, uh, you see if you get to a Michigan game once in a while, not every year. So You've I, been there a few times. I know the head groundskeeper. I was in the Navy with the head groundskeeper for Michigan. Nice. As a matter of fact, he was the assistant groundskeeper for the Red Sox when they won their first World Series. Really? So yeah, he is has... this the guy who was buddies with Rob O'Neill too. No, because Rob's got a buddy who's a groundskeeper for the for the Red Sox. I I would I, I no yeah. I doubt it because I, I would probably know that relationship. Yeah. But he is the head groundskeeper for the University of Michigan now. Yeah. So he has season tickets, and like we got to go to the Michigan Ohio State game when. Um, 
when Michigan sucked and Ohio mm-hmm. State was supposed to kill them, and Michigan lost on a two-point conversion, losing 42-41. to 41. Uh-huh. Um, So that was beautiful. It sucked that they lost, but it was one of the funnest games we went to. But he gives us, he'll give us random tickets if we go. Like, he gave us the Nebraska tickets a couple of years back. Um, I think we're planning on next year when uh, the USC game is down in the Coliseum. I'm like, I want to see the Coliseum. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. I that'd think so, sweet. too. And you're going to go to Bears games, that's... Yeah, I've been to a couple of those. That's the great thing about it is, you know, Lori didn't like many sports when we first met, yeah. but she loves baseball now. So if I'm like, hey, let's go to an Angels game, she's like, all right, let's go to an Angels game. And, you know, if, if we get random tickets here and there, she always wants to go. So it's, it's pretty yeah. fantastic. Like, she's going to go to the Tech game Thursday. We're going to Butte High Friday to watch Taher play. Going to go to Bozeman on Saturday to watch Minor play. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you related to those guys? I am not related just, to the least. That's a funny relationship, too. Yeah. Just out of the blue, when I was working up in Morency, I think we saw each other when he was working at the VU. And somehow, some way, he texted me when I was working in Morency and says, hey, we're going to go on a cruise. Um, we were wondering if you guys wanted to go. And I just looked at my wife. I was like, you want to go to a cruise? Uh-huh. And we said, yeah. So we've been on two cruises with him. Uh-huh. So we just became really, really good friends with the family. And I've known Stacy and Mike Bauer. Yeah, they're a good um, group of people. All of them. Yeah, and I knew Kelly from bartending and stuff like that. Yeah, even is, Kelly's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I'll go with average at best for him, too. Yeah. What did they call him? Mrs. Mango? Mrs. Mango. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mango. Yeah, that's right. Mr. That's Mingo. right. Yeah. No, I, 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 those, guys, those guys are great. Um, they yeah. they always they, and those kids are good athletes. Yeah. Oh my. God. I can't wait to see what Miner is because Miner's, Miner's Miner, t- he's a tough little. Miner's shit. just gonna beat people up. Yeah. He, he's yeah. He's Taher just, the the paper this week called him in the cut line, called him Lee Taher, and uh, oh, but he, but it's if you watch like that, you know the NFHS broadcast of Butte High games, you'll get he's Toker. Oh, Tosher. To, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, the last year, this year, I, I watched the game on last week. Uh, for some odd reason, I didn't know it started at six, so I started it in the fourth quarter, thank God, so I didn't have yeah. to see all those 26 a, turnovers. Yeah, it was a rough first three quarters. But, you know, that's resiliency, though. Yeah. I mean, brand new quarterback, brand new everything, you know, I mean, it's a new season. For them to come back down 10 nothing. Yeah. with all those turnovers, all the, that block punt, all that's that a stuff, big win. that's amazing. That's amazing. Don't try that too many times. No, you, now. it's not ideal. But I mean, you do that against Bozeman, you're going to be struggling. Yeah. You know. So, but I mean, just to see him come back from that, and like, I'm going to go meet Ari for the first time. I went to their midnight practice uh, last year, and he's like, "Oh, why didn't you stop by and say hi?" I'm like, oh, "I didn't know. I suppose I could yeah. stop what by." Did you talk to him at, on Facebook or? or no, uh, Twitter. 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 Just just message back and forth every once in a while when they win yeah. a big game or something like that. I'll shoot him a message, say, "Hey, great yeah. win. You know, loved it. It was fun. Yeah. Um, things things like that." So yeah, I'm gonna go say hi to him here in about uh, about 50 minutes. Yeah, he's a pretty good guy. Yeah, uh, really he like seems him. great. Yeah, you know, he, I, I, I contend overall, not just sports, but he's the best hire Butte High's had probably the last 40, 50 years because he's a guy who's in the school, cares about everybody, mm-hmm. knows the names. I mean, probably doesn't know all the freshmen yet because it's the first day of well, school today. But he knows – know, by the end of the year, he'll know the name of every kid in that school. And, and, that, and that's important. Like, you told me um, – not told me, but, you, you know, you say McElroy always – you know, asked you your asked you your weight and stuff like that. Well, well I had he, knew, a, he told you your weight. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, I never had McElroy. I had Eliason. Eliason? Oh, Eli- yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mr. Eliason was my uh, chemistry 
chemistry teacher. Yeah. So I never had him. So they, he never, he never asked me to play. But I played when I was a freshman. Well, I quit when I was a freshman. Let's be, yeah. be honest about that. But I think the reason I didn't is because I didn't know anybody because I came from Central to Butte High, yeah. and I was that just was like, tough. Yeah. I did that as a junior. Uh, yeah, so I went. You know, I'm doing two days down at West with all like Chris Opie with all those uh, Steelman Story, all those guys. Uh, oh, I need to see Daryl Story while I'm here too. I got him a T-shirt. But uh, hopefully, it's a, a oh, and medium a, and that fits a, over those muscles. <laughs> That's another thing I wanted to ask you. You know, you had up until last week, you had not interviewed anybody from that 92 football team. Yeah. Nobody. Class of 92, 91 football team. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have, uh, well, I'm going to have a lot of them on eventually. Paffer for one. Yeah. But I'm going to, here in the next uh, couple of weeks, hopefully, I'm going to have uh, Brian Toon. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Nice to talk into Brian. Nice. I was uh, I, I was gonna bring up until until you interviewed Penisco, I was gonna bring up that the first person that you had from that class is the first chair tuba player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we win a state championship in football and uh, and wrestling, and the first person you have is the first chair tuba player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a few Vinny I got to get on to. Yeah, and then uh, you had uh, what's his name on here, Daryl. But that was for the Shrine Game stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Daryl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the 91 team, if I remember right. Yeah. Because he, uh, he, he contends that's the greatest of all time for Butte High. You know, I, I, it's hard to argue. I think there, the was, 77 I think there was one game where it was even close. Yeah. The, the so, 92 And they were picked team. to be seventh or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, it was just a talent talented team and that defense that was a was fun year wasn't it just that, it was cold remember it was defense. like it was like 20 below in october that year so i remember i wouldn't want to have to blow a tuba so I, yeah so i was gonna say i played the tuba and it's a brass instrument which they never would have won without that tuba you know what i'm thinking at the halftime show <laughs> i had the crowd jazzed and stuff yeah. no but i remember that game where it was just so cold my valves froze no kidding. My valves completely froze. Miss Kibble is like, hey, blow on your instruments. Make sure. And i just sitting there. I'm probably trying to hit on girls or something, <laughs> something, something that I did, you know, just being me mostly. Yeah. And uh, my valves froze. And they're not going to unfreeze. No. So I just sat there and I was just like, I did, you know, give Miss Kibble yeah. a day. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not playing anymore. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was yeah, early in the season. It was we had that cold yeah. stretch. It was so yeah, because I remember playoffs. You know, the playoffs were all in Butte, and uh, it was it was nice weather. Yeah, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we had our cold spot earlier. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a fun year. Such a good team. It, it was, and you know how you how you always say that you wish you would have stayed on. Central's team and stuff. I think about it a lot, and you know, I don't, I don't, I, I would have been on the bench completely the whole time. Yeah, um, but knowing when you still get a, you still get to walk across the stage and get that Hall of Beat Sports Hall of Fame. Yeah, flag. and I, I, I understand yeah. that, but I fit in so well with the band. Yeah, and well, you can fit in with any group. That, that's true. You could, you I mean, could, I could see you could have been hanging on at Head Park, or you could have been yeah. with all the jocks. Well, and, the and, and, and that's the thing I was going to bring up. I mean, you know, after Chris Johnson tore his knee up, um, he went to Butte High too. Yeah. Um, he was a beast in junior. High. My God, dude! I think about he was like he, he was like a twenty-five-year-old man in junior high. So I think felt. about it a lot. I mean, and I can my my eighth-grade year, I didn't really make any of the teams. I made the football team. 
uh, had two chances. Ryan Murphy got hurt playing quarterback. I got two snaps, and I fumbled them both. The next thing you know, <laughs> I wasn't playing football. Hoggy wasn't putting you yeah, back in. He, he wasn't going to have that shit anymore. So uh, basically, they took me out, and I can't. I think I played defense like strong safety or something like yeah. that. But I think about trying to make the basketball team. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, Ryan Murphy, Sean Walsh. Ryan Maloney. Ryan Maloney, Chris Johnson, and it's just, I mean, what, Johnson and Johnson. Max, what was Max? Max Lewis. Lewis. I mean, Johnson and, uh, and uh, um, I forget. I, I, would, I just said his name, but I forget it now. They were dunking. Yeah. They were like seventh grade dunking the basketball, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, why am I even trying to play these games yeah, with these those guys? Those guys were, they were, they developed early, and, uh, and, they, and they turned into be most of them like, you know, Maloney, Walsh, Murph. They were part of that team that won the Class A title in 92. Yep, yep. You know, and yep. They, they were so, of course, yeah, and they had R.J. Olsen, young R.J. Olsen, and the addition to the ball was just a great team. I played, I played with R.J. Uh, Babe Ruth baseball. Yeah. And I think his dad was the coach at the time. I used yeah. to like playing with R.J. Rusty was a good baseball Ra- player. R.J. was a good kid. Yeah. And no. you were a good baseball player. You know, I was – I was good, and I played Legion ball for a while. I could play. Um, I never hit for power, but I was always really – I think I was always just really smart about the game. Yeah. I was very situationally aware. I was which, never that Which is why I think I'm pretty good at my job is because you got to be on your toes in situations and figure out workarounds yeah. and do that. So I think – but honestly, athletically, I wasn't I wasn't that good, man. I wasn't that, I wasn't that athletic. I, I mean, I could – I always regret that I never became a coach because I think I would have been really good at, at baseball coaching or something like yeah. that. But athletic, my, my brother and my nephew Larson, brother Larson, they were they were athletes. Yeah. I mean, my my Larson was the running back with Kevin Peoples on that team, and they both played soccer at St. Mary College in Leavenworth, so they were kind of the athletes of yeah. the family. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. But you were the. The tuba player of the family is an important role. That's that's kind of funny too because uh, you know they quit they quit having band in grade school, and I was supposed to go to West Junior High and then I was going to do band in West Junior High, yeah. but then I went to Central, so I didn't do band at no, Central. We didn't have band at Central, right? Junior. And then my mom had this professional clarinet, so during summer band. Uh, during seventh and eighth grade year, my mom made me do summer band, and I'd go down Miss Kivala and I'd play the clarinet. Huh. As soon as I got up to my freshman year, I'm trying to play the clarinet, and I, her name's Shelby Whitworth now. It's Shelby Hodges back in the day. She just turns and looks at me, and she says, "You're not playing the clarinet anymore." <laughs> I looked at her, and I was like, "She's like, you're terrible." <laughs> <laughs> and she, oh, Shelby, Shelby Hodges, always told you what it was about. Yeah. She, she never pulled any punches. So the next thing you know, Miss Kibble calls me into her office, and she's like, I don't think you're going to play the clarinet anymore. <laughs> and I was like, well, can I play the trumpet? She's like, how about the tuba? Yeah. I was like, well, I want to I play the trumpet. She's like, well, you'll go on all the trips for divisionals and state if you play the tuba. I was like, I'm a tuba player. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, went on, I, was, I was the only freshman. That went to all the divisionals. Now, you know, right. you talk about the Gary Kane games and, yeah, and all that stuff. I, I was there. You know, yeah. I, I watched those games. I was the only one of, one of the few freshmen that got to watch I, those games. Yeah, I never got a – unless we're in Butte. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we never got to go to the, the – like when they lost in the in Billings. We mm-hmm. didn't get to go to that yeah. game. And, 
Yeah, th those those were heartbreaking. I mean, just uh, I remember Curtis losing that losing. They, they lost that last game. I shouldn't say Curtis losing the team lost. Uh, Curtis game. completely lost. I blame but, it all on Curtis. He's gonna, <laughs> I'm talking him Friday. <laughs> Tell him I said hi. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him in a. I, I see him yeah. every once in a while. But all, not, not why didn't you often. win that game? <laughs> but I remember him just running straight off the court. If I remember correctly, I yeah. remember run, running straight off the court as soon as that game ended. I felt so bad for him. He was heartbroken at the time. I mean. You know, we're all grown up now, but if I he, think he's still hard. If he, well, if he still had that state championship, that's something that never goes away. Yeah. You know, I mean, those are the two best basketball teams I've ever seen come out of. Well, look at they lost everybody from that first from that. 89 Absolutely. Game. I mean, you got uh, Curtis played a little bit and then Kurt, but Curtis was that's what Brian McLaughlin said. The reason they were good. Yep. Was Curtis. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you guys were talking about his passing. Yeah. I mean, his shooting was lights out, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he just get it to the rack and then you had uh What's his name? You just did a pot on him too, Okrish. Yeah. Okrish was shooting bombs all the time. I remember he he played on that team. Chad. Didn't he? I think Chad played basketball, bro. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. I'm pretty Chad sure. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure he did. <laughs> but anyway, I love to check into that one. Well, get the fact checker on that one. Speak exactly. Speaking of the, of the band, man, how about all the trips I got to take with them? Yeah. I got to go to D.C. I got to go to Spokane like the twice. The band was a big deal. The band was so huge. That, that, like, that room was such a big room, and it was full. Oh, you know now they're lucky it, to have ten kids out for the band. Two periods. Yeah. There was a fifth and sixth period. Oh, I, I'm two periods. I'm telling you, that's how I graduated. Yeah, that's how you graduated. <laughs> Is that I went? To fifth, I had I had fifth period band too because they didn't have band a band days. They didn't have a tuba player. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, I mean that place was absolutely packed. I mean we had four tuba players, and now they have ten people. You know, and and I think it's and they had a they had a blast too. Oh, we had so much fun, dude. It, trips were just just great. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 sad to see see. Did you call it? Were you called a bando? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I wear that I wear that badge with pride. I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not even worried about it. I yeah. turned out to be a pretty decent guy. I, so I wish I could have been a band. I'd love to kill. I'd kill to be able to play any instrument. Well, and and now I think about it, you know, I see like. I see, like, Tim Montana, and, you know, yeah. I mean, I go to concerts all, I mean, me and my I'm wife have been to concerts all over the, all of, huh? I'm going to have Timmy on the podcast here pretty soon. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Nice, yeah. I don't know him, um, but I, I met him once. Yeah. I was with Rob O'Neill's crew behind, it was right out here. Yeah. Um, at one of the, one of the festivals or something like that, Evil Days or something. Yeah. Well, that, Rob O'Neill's crew could include so many. Could be Charlie Sheen. Could be right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I still text with him every once in a while. As a matter of fact, besides listening to every one of your podcasts, yeah, I've listened to every one of his podcasts, even though yeah. I don't agree and with ninety percent of the stuff that comes out of it. Yeah, politic wise, I don't agree with Rob on a lot of stuff. But as we talked, he's he's more of an anti. He he he's, he comes out a little bit more to be on the the right side, you know, instead mm -hmm. of the left side. But he really is against both. Agreed. Yeah. You know, Agreed. So he, you know, the fun, I mean, you can tell he leans to the right, but it's yeah. just sometimes listening, and I'm just like, eh. But I, I, I will listen to everyone just because I want to support him. I want to support you. Yeah. All, all that kind of good stuff. And I hope, hopefully I'll see his brother Tommy. I want to see him in Penisco yeah. this, uh, this, this week, too. As a matter of fact, I might go see Penisco tonight. Yeah. Well, Peach, I think I'm going to run out of batteries again, so uh, 
probably should wrap it up so you get to. Let's uh, praise Dylan Cook real quick. Yeah, how about how that? How about man? that, man? He, he's a Bears fan. So. I, that's great. No, <laughs> he's I, played for the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I, that's how I wanted to open this off, but we, we came on and went. Yeah, went I'm to so whole, proud of him. Went a whole different route with it. Look, look I mean, just think about, about it. Think about think about this: is that he went to Northern, and I'm sure you have thought about it, but he went to Northern as to a Northern. quarterback. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then he goes to the U and just starts playing offensive line. Yeah. Just starts. And then he spends a year or two with Tampa Bay, whatever it was, and now he's made the 53-man roster. The Steelers. I mean, the Steelers. Opie's jacked. Well, oh, yeah, I saw that on on Facebook (laughs) the other day. But tell me if that doesn't give inspiration to these Butte kids. Colt Anderson going as a walk-on to the U of M. Um, Dylan Cook going to a walk-on to the U of M. I mean – I didn't know who any of these to two play really position were. He'd never played before. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I mean, it has to be such an inspiration to see him make it. And I, I don't know him from Adam. I don't know his He's brother Dallas kid. from Adam. I texted him when he was in town. I love it. I saw he was in town and said, "Hey, what? Any chance you want to be in my podcast?" I heard you say that, um, and he just came straight an up. Hour, an hour later, we're yep. sitting in the coach's corner. Loved talking. it. Loved it. Hey, uh, before we quit, I want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate you showing up for my mom's funeral. I appreciate getting to read everything that you've written. And, and I love my, appearing being, in them. <laughs> and being my uh, my copy editor. Your editor, man. I, I get texts early in the morning and Peach says, hey, you think you meant this? Like, yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> try to change it before anyone else sees it. It's but, funny because you're, you know, your tapper lights now. I'll actually listen to them and then I'll go read them. Still to make sure that you wrote them correctly. Yeah, I don't have I don't have quite as many typos that I know that you notice anyway now when I read them because mm-hmm. I catch so many when I'm reading them. Oh, that makes them, <laughs> that, make, them that makes sense. And, and to be honest, I can still tell that you're reading them. Yeah, but you're getting a hundred percent better than you were at the beginning. <laughs> you you should hear the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the magic of audition that's, and editing. That's my seventeenth chance. Yeah, I can't even. I, I could. T- I was terrible at reading the news and the radio. I'm even. I, I can't even read my own stuff. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you do. You do a great job, and you've done so much for this community. You and you and Panesco. I mean, you've been doing this since. When did you start? Two thousand, with the newspaper. Uh, no, with uh, 98. 98. Yeah. I mean, I was just out of the Navy just going to college, so yeah. I've been reading and Yeah, I think the first time I saw you ages. again, the first time I saw you, it might have been like New Year's Eve that year. We were out at uh, McQueen Club. I'm like, holy cow, yeah. it's Peach. Yeah, don't get me lying to you. I drank too many beers since then. Yeah, I remember seeing you then, and I was like, it, was, it, it might even been a year before that. You know, you know it could have been 97. Mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't seen you in forever. You know, it's Peach. Is it all right to call you Peach? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. And it's, it was great. I mean, because I, I, you know what? I didn't realize you were great behind me. Yeah. Because I, I, I think I should because I went to junior high, yeah. same place you did. So, yeah. But. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, then we were in the both of you. Yeah. Great time, man. I loved it. I had a great time. It's so good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too, man. Hopefully you move back someday. At least for the summers. Well, well, all I know is the wife would have to say yes to that. She's she's an Arizona girl. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll work on it. All right, Drew. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thanks.